0: Go right to it. I, um, short minor, but uh, very deep. Let's go. It will be when you come to the land that Hashem your God gives you as inheritance, and you'll inherit it and you'll settle in it. It's known the question about this in the memoir. Let's start with the same words that the language when you will come to the land is talking about a person making an effort to come close to Hashem but the words that God is giving in this land is talking about a gift that God gives. So it seems to be a contradiction in terms. Of the, the, the verse talks about you coming to the land, you making an effort, and then the language at the end of the verse is when God gives you a gift from heaven. The explanation is the word land comes from the word desire. As our sages say, why is the land of Israel called Eretz, why it's called the land of Israel because in Hebrew the word land means desire so what this means is in our service of Hashem the land of Israel is connected to wanting to do the will of your creator creator of the world is God so the word land of Israel means a place that wants to do the will of the creator of the land of Israel a place that wants to do the will of God so going to the land of Israel means reaching a desire in yourself, reaching a place of simple devotion to God that you want to do what God wants. Coming to the land of Israel means what does it mean to arrive in the land of Israel? Arriving in the land of Israel means arriving in a place in yourself. You have a simple desire to do what God wants. Which this desire exists in every single Jewish soul. And that's what the Torah says that the Lord your God gives this to you. It means you have to know. That bringing out this simple desire in you To want to be close to God You have it before it's even expressed It's inside of you It's not something that you have to create Rather it's something that God gives you However In order to reveal this desire You have to first serve God In a way that you can With your mind and heart In a way that you use your understanding To generate feelings of love for Hashem And the Torah says When you will come to the land that means when you will generate a love for God based upon your understanding, and you should know that through this you are going to make a vessel within you to a desire beyond logical reason. Like Dr. Vestag we learned last week that the Zohar says, whoever kills the snake gets the daughter of the king, right? Right. And we learned that what that means is when you when you generate your desire for Hashem and you within you, uh, then Hashem will give you the daughter of the king, will give you this desire for Hashem, which is beyond logical reason. So you connect this with the teaching of Al Shemtiv. That was given to us through Reb Rashab and Pasha's Kisavay after the passing of Al-Shamta, the Hashem gave several teachings to in Ghanedin, on his birthday. So cool. When you look in the um, in, in in the the, the Shemta, it has locations for various teachings throughout Kahas, the, throughout the, the, the all the printings of, of Chabad And it has, you know the previous set was in by the previous set was in, was here. Here, this teaching was given in Gan like this is the <laughs> lo- location. Says the Al after Kabbalah Shabbos, so after the initial part of davening of the Friday night, Al Shemtiv says, "What, do mean, what does the Torah mean when it says you'll come to the land?" The word "land" comes from the word "running," and the word "land" comes from the word "desire." The meaning of coming to the land means that you reach this desire in you that God gave you as a gift. And God gave you his inheritance. Every Jew has this desire in him to be close to Hashem. So what you do with this desire? You reach this desire. Fantastic. What do you do next? So the Torah says you have to settle. You have desire. You have this running feeling. You have to draw this desire down in a way that's, that you, the light is able to go into vessels. As it says about the, the first fruits, they have to take the first fruits and put them in a basket. You have to bring the lights and vessels. And the, the the added in the this basket t- is you. The basket is like a vessel for this feeling. Right. What's the vessel for this feeling? So Hashem said after that that there's two parts of me, right? On Friday night there's Kabbalah Shabbos, then there is the Ma'ariv. So Hashem said another chapter Ma'ariv, and he said in order to reach this desire, it's by having sacrifice to do the, to spread God's name, as it says in the Torah. You will go to the place that God desires that his name should dwell. Simple meaning the verse says you go to Israel. Val says that means you will go to um you will go to wherever Jew goes, says Val You have to know you're not going by yourself. God is bringing you there. And you have to have sacrifice to spread galliness. And, and how do you have to and how do you spread galiness? We spread galliness at Val by saying a bracha, by saying a verse of Psalms. So uh So the idea of making a vessel for it is, is that your 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 great feeling is. Or anything. Or moizu, whatever. Yeah. So your your great desire goes to Hashem has to have a practical expression. What are you doing with that desire? What does it mean? And Hashem has then added, "How do you get this desire? Is by having sacrifice to spread God's name. And how you spread God's name by saying a verse of Psalms and by saying a That's how you reach this desire. We need to understand." The connection between all of the above, the inner meaning of coming to the land of Israel, to the simple meaning of the first of the fruits. And the Torah says, "You give your, your first fruits to Hashem. We all seem to understand the connection and the relevance of to of the of the first fruits to the theme of the Torah portion. The theme of the Torah portion is, as the Alter explains the Torah, that this verse is connected to the verse before. The Alter says that the uh, words um, of the next segment of in this Torah portion itself talks about a covenant that God makes with you. So the al says you take the last word, honey, and then, thank you, you take the last word, honey, and you take the next words, today God making a covenant with you, you take the first letter, those four words, Udvash Hayem Azah Hashem, you have the name of Yud so, so um, that means that the levav of the Torah portion about the first fruits is connected to the Yud and the hay and the Vav of the next Torah portion, which is about the covenant. It means there's a relationship between the covenant the Jewish people made with Hashem before entering Israel and the mitzvah of the first fruits. And that's what the Torah says, on this day you made a covenant with Hashem. It doesn't say which day, why, because this Torah portion is, is connected to the Torah portion before about giving the fr- fruits to Hashem when you get the fruits to Hashem, when you go to Israel. So, that, so the Torah, first it says you go to Israel and you bring the, your best and first fruits to Hashem. And then it talks about the covenant we make with Hashem. So the covenant that we make with Hashem is connected to our arrival in Israel. And therefore, it follows the Torah portion of the first fruits. The bottom line where we're going is there's something about the first fruits and the covenant that we make with Hashem. So the author continues and explains that just like there is a renewal of the covenant that we made with God at Sinai, when we entered into the land of Israel, just like in space, there's a place for renewal of the covenant. Where is the space to renew the covenant? Space to renew the covenant is when you're entering Israel. So too in time, there's a time to renew the covenant. In space, it's when going to Israel. In time, it's when it's Rosh Hashanah. And that's why you always read this Torah portion before Rosh Hashanah, because this day, the the time of making the covenant. With Hashem, renewing the covenant is Rosh Hashanah. So every year, before Rosh Hashanah, we need to renew the covenant. Because since we're like, what, what Israel is in space, Rosh Hashanah is in time. So, if in Israel we have to renew the covenant, if in yeah, if in Israel, entering Israel, we can renew a new covenant with Hashem, we renew our covenant, we renew our vows, so too, if we're entering Israel in time, we're having, solving our Shoshana, we have to renew our covenant with Hashem. We so have to renew our covenant with Hashem today? That's right. Well, Rosh Hashem. Rosh Hashem. Rosh Hashem, you have to pay for it. said, I told him that we 42 years, and yeah, 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 yeah. 42 3 years. <laughs> of the the israel so he says so now i said so we're going to start forward two new tips. Yeah. he says no 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 you reached that. israel oh okay, so, okay. okay. <laughs> understand this very first prefacing what is written in in the teaching that the Sadikness in the book oratora which was just printed there we said this discourse in 1965 this discourse was printed right before shabbos the rebbe is giving this discourse on Parsha kisava 1965 so it's the Sema explains that he brings a teaching of the Medrash teaching is like this Moshe Rabbeinu saw with divine inspiration that the temple will be destroyed and the first fruits will stop to be given so what Meish going to do? he stood up and he established that we should pray three times a day that the praying three times a day was something Moshe established himself specifically in order to replace the first fruits somehow to some extent, we need to understand as the Megale asks, "What is the relationship between praying three times a day in the midst of the first fruits?" He explains in the discourse, God says that just like the first fig that grows, God says, "Just like the first fig that grows," says God, "I have seen your forefathers." And our sages say that our forefathers are arose in God's thoughts. Before God created the world, God already thought about the first figs. It's like the first fig rose before all the other figs. So too, the first thought of God was about the Jewish people. And that's why it says that our forefathers lived across the river. That means beyond the level called river. There is, it says in the Torah, there's a river that comes out from Eden to irrigate the garden. There's a garden of Eden. There's Eden. And there's a river that comes out of the garden of Eden. Comes out of Eden to irrigate the garden of Eden. So it says about our forefathers that they lived across the river, it means they lived, they lived beyond the river, higher than the river, higher than Gan Eden, higher than the river that, that comes out of Eden, beyond the entire spiritual cosmos. Um, there is a level of Godliness which, is, which is, uh, animates and gives each, each creature its specific life force that's relevant to that creature. And then there is an the infinite light of Hashem beyond. So our forefathers, they are across the river, so they're beyond, um, they're beyond the source of creation. They're the level of za, which is beyond Natsilos. So all the Jewish people are called first fruits because the Jewish people, as our forefathers, ascended us, starts also before he created the world. So therefore we're called the first fruits. So it says in the Torah that whenever you give a gift to Hashem, when your fruit ripens, you have to give many gifts. You have to give the first fruits. You also have to give a portion of to the kohen so the the mitzvah is in the following order first you give the first fruits to the kohen and only later can you give a percentage of your crop to the to to um, to the kohen you get you go to the base and make for the first fruits and then you go to separate from your field the percentage of a of, of fruit that has to, go to the kohen for terumah so the torah is compared to terumah because the Torah is called first as well. The Jewish sheep are called first, and the Torah is called first. Um, elsewhere, it says that Truma is related to Torah because Truma is made up of the words Torah Mem. Oh, it says it over here as well. Torah Mem, the Torah which was given in 40 days. So, since the Torah is given in 40 days, therefore it's connected to Truma. Um, and also, there, there, our sages teach how... Um, the Torah uses the word to take the truma, and the Torah is all, itself called lekach. So we see an association between Torah and this gift to the Kohanim. The percentage of your crops called truma, which is given to the Kohanim, which is called truma, is associated with Torah. That's why the gift of truma. You could give a, a percentage of one fortieth, one fiftieth, or 60th. a sixtieth. A fiftieth is two out of a hundred. That's the meaning of gracious gracious has the letters in, of beis Ratius in it. What does Beis-Reshis refer to? There are two things called Reshis. There is the higher level of God's wisdom, Chachmila, and there's a lower level of God's wisdom. We also find in Torah itself two levels. There is the written Torah and there is the oral Torah. And, so the Chachmila and Chachmila Torah is not referring to those two? It's no, not, no. Okay. And seemingly, it looks right. Um, it's the, it levels, that right. There's also these two levels. It's not stable. The, these two levels of um, that the, the the word truma refers to also refers to the God's transcendence and a, a divine flow from God's transcendence to the level of godliness which animates and creates each creature. So talking so, so truma the number two refers to something flowing from the infinite light of Hashem to the worlds that are created by Hashem's light that is mammalical on the enemy, to each creature. So, Bikurim refers to Jewish people. So what goes first? Do the Bikurim go first, or does the Tzuma go first? Does Torah, which Tzuma represents Torah, does that go first? In God's thoughts, what was there first? God's thought for the Jewish people, Bikurim, mm-hmm. the first fruits, or God's thought for Torah, which is represented by the Torah. The logic would say Bikurim. I don't know if that's how it's going to come out. It, the it refers to Jewish people. They go before, they go before the Truma, they, they go before the Torah. Because God's thought for the Jewish people preceded even the thought for Torah. That means, this in the place the Jewish people's souls originate from, there's not Torah there yet. It's higher than Torah. And that's why they're called the first of His produce. That means the, the Torah is called God's produce. But the Jewish people are called the first of His produce. That means they're, they're higher than the level of Torah. However, this idea that the Jewish people arose in God's thoughts, God thought about them, and that's what they call the first fruits. When are we called that? That's, we're ta- that's if we're talking about the divine source of a Jew. However, when a Jew descends into a body and goes lower and lower, level after level, in order that even here the Jew should be connected and they should be revealed in the Jew, his divine source, he should receive light from his source and root. How does he connect to his divine source? That's the purpose of davening, because davening is called the ladder, and just like it says about Jacob's ladder, that the foot of the ladder was on the earth and the head of the ladder reached the heavens. So too, with the power of davening, a juke, even when he's in the physical body in this world, has the power to reach the heavens. This explains why we said I asked earlier. We said that Moses, and Rabbeinu, saw that the it, was, it would stop giving to God the first fruits, and therefore established prayer. What's the first fruits mean? First fruits means that you are connected to God's deepest. On highest thoughts, it means you originate from the highest level possible, and but now you're in a body, so you don't have the first fruits here in a revealed way. What do you do? So that's a Moshiach. We established prayer. The Word prayer means connection. Feel means connection. It means a who enabled us to connect and bond with the divine source of our soul. That's all. That's the highest level of prayer when you reach the Shemona the, the the fourth the fourth rung on the ladder. Um, there are four parts of prayer. right? The first part of prayer is just acknowledging Hashem. Then there is the thickness of the rung of the ladder. That's when you make that, when you say to Hashem that you want that your uh, prayers should cause Hashem's light to send to this world and reveal Hashem and connect all souls with God. So that allows you to go to the next level of prayer which is Baruch HaAmar. Then you go from Baruch HaAmar until, until you reach uh, Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu is the next rung on the ladder, which allows you to go to a higher level, which is the blessings before Shema. And that's called the world of the, the, of the throne. That's where we talk about the souls and angels before Hashem. In middle, in Pesuchot Dezim, we talk about the greatness of Hashem and creation. And then there's the thickness of the rung that allows you to go to the highest part of prayer, which is asking Hashem, open my lips, and you reach to find the highest level of prayer in Shema Ne'esrei, where you are in a state of absolute devotion to Hashem before His master. And that's the purpose of the three prayers every day. So it says, "Hashem, so setiftoh." Is actually, please, Hashem, open my lips. Open my lips to forgive me for my sins. And they sit there over there. No, that, it's, that's interesting. To me, it's like when you actually think that way, it's just like, "Oh, I can talk for you now." Right, right, right. Open my lips, yeah. And so my forgive my sins. For- forgive my sins, so I can, so I can, so, so, so I can talk to you. So that's the meaning of the three prayers that that we say every day, the Moshe Rabbeinu established. We should do instead of the instead of the first fruits. These three prayers correspond to our three uh, patriarchs. So, that was connecting the three, the two versions of where prayer comes from. One place it says the prayer comes from Moshe Rabbeinu, who established because of, of of the lack of ability to bring the first fruits to God. Another place it says that the first fruits are connected to the prayers are connected to our forefathers. Abraham made Shachas and Yitzhak made Mincha and Yaakov made Of course made Mayrif, right? What well, you have to put together put to sleep twelve children. My okay? <laughs> right, jokes aside. So he explains the purpose of prayers connect to you to your to you being uh, the first fruits of Hashem, connecting you to the to your divine source and origin. That's why Moshe being established prayer. So you should be that guy you should be their first fruits, you should be in touch with your soul, and you'll reach that especially when you get the Shmona Esrei. Shemona Esrei is connected to our three patriarchs. As we said before, that the Jewish people, especially our patriarchs, they come from across the river. So that's, so the, the, our three pra- patriarchs are connected to the three prayers of the day. Uh, and that's the connection between Bikurim, the first fruits, and prayer. Because through prayer, the soul ascends back to its source. The soul, the soul reaches its place as being the first fruits of Hashem. Reaches its divine origin. The power of davening allows a person to connect to the source of the soul, although he's in a physical body. Davening allows you to reach there, and by elevating your soul to its divine source and roots, then there is a divine flow from above to below. That's the next sentence in the in the in the Torah the Torah says, the Jew says to God, I have declared before God. The word declare, Higati, also means to draw down. Um, The Zohar says that there is a river of fire that descends from God. So the word that Zohar uses to descend is related to the word Higati. So that river is referring to a divine flow. So the divine flow that is elicited by our prayers is in a way that we can touch it with our fingers. So he got after you ascend to Hashem in prayer, by bringing the first fruits, by praying to Hashem, which that's how he ascend to Hashem. Um, that causes the divine flow from above to below, and there's something that you could touch with your hands, a difference in this world. And that's a connection between this the section of Torah about the covenant with God. And the section of the Bikurim, it says in that that section of Torah about the covenant, that you should keep all the laws of God with all your hearts, and the of explains that the meaning of all your hearts refers to the inner dimension of the heart and the external dimension of the heart. As he explains over there with the parable of a father, that there's two levels of the father's love for his son, that while the son is in the father's home, then the love of the father to the son is is from the depth of the heart and it's clear and it's felt however if the son has distance, or become distant from the father then the father's love is not coming to full expression that's in general different between the source of the soul as it is in heaven to the way the soul comes in the body there, there are two levels there is what's hidden and what's revealed so the altar explains over there that the covenant that we make with God on Rosh Hashanah is the idea of connecting the deepest part of our hearts after removing the foreskin of the heart so, so that even in our conscious revealed parts of our heart, even the lower parts of our heart, we should feel this love for Rosh We don't have the whole discourse that the, um, the Rebbe gave on, on this occasion. That's, that's as much as we have the discourse. What did we learn today? What did Rebbe say? Number one, that the Torah begins and tells us that Hashem is a gift for us, right? It's a gift. Come to the land of Israel, it's a gift I have to give you. What's the gift that God has to give us? The gift He gives us is the desire to be close to Him. That's something we're born with. We ha- we're born with a desire to be close to God. That's something that's inside us, we naturally have. But that gift isn't revealed. And therefore the Torah tells us there's something we have to do to reveal it when you will come to the Lamb, when you will do something to reveal this. How do you reveal this love for, for, for God? How do we reveal inside of yourself this super rational love for God? So the Torah says you have to first reveal, you have to do what you can with your mind to bring out your love for God, and then God will give you a gift and He'll reveal in you this higher love for God that's beyond logic and reason. You do what you can with your mind to connect to God and to inspire yourself and then God will reveal in you something which you have deep within you, which is beyond logic and reason. Okay, you revealed it now. You revealed this love for God beyond logic and reason, That's what says, especially by sacrificing, uh, by devoting yourself to spread God's name, by wherever you go, by saying a, a blessing, wherever you go, sing a, a verse of Psalms. That's how you bring out in yourself this love for God, especially. If you know, if you know the Baal Shemta says, wherever you go, it's not by yourself, it's what God's bringing you there, and it's the purpose of you going wherever it is, just to spread God's name. So by having that devotion to God that you want to reveal God's presence wherever you go, that reveals within you this simple desire to be close to God. And the Torah says, you have this desire now. What do you do with the desire? The Torah says, take the desire, take the fruit and put it in the basket. That means you have to have a practical decision of what you're doing with with this desire. It shouldn't just be something that's a beautiful feeling. It should be something that actually makes an impact in your life. And then the Reb explains this is a connection between the first, the covenant we make with God and the Torah section about the first fruits. When do we make a covenant with God? The covenant is made before we enter Israel. On a personal level, what does it mean to enter Israel? Entering Israel is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a time to make a covenant with God. That's a time making a covenant. So every year Rosh Hashanah, there has to be a renewal of this covenant. We have to reveal in, in ourselves this deep love for God on Rosh Hashanah, making the covenant, renewing the covenant, similar way that we did in space, we went to Israel, so too every Rosh Hashanah, that's the renewal of his devotion to God. And then we explained the meaning of why Moses, Moshe substitutes the fruits nowadays with our prayers. The meaning of our, the first fruits spiritually is the Jew, the source of the Jew. The Jew is called the first fruits of God, they arose in God's thoughts then the meaning of the truma, the gift to God that we give to the coin, the percentage of our field, that refers to Torah. So our God thought about the Jewish people before he thought about Torah. That's the origin of the Jewish people. However, however, how do you connect to that? You connect to that through prayer. Because as a soul and a body, the body, your divine source is not revealed as much. And to connect your divine source, that's why Moshe was established to say three prayers a day, corresponding to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who originated in God's thoughts, higher than the river, beyond the river, beyond the spiritual cosmos, and the way we connect to this place where our forefathers come from, the way we connect to our divine source, is through the daily prayers of Shachas, especially the Shemina Esri. And this is the um, uh, um, connection between the covenant and Rosh Rosh Hashanah, that every Rosh Hashanah we have to um, reveal this love we have for Hashem that comes from our divine source. When a child is by his parent, by his father, the love is open and clear. Rosh Hashanah, we have to reach that same place. To go, so to speak, back to our father's house. Just like when we pray every day, we're going home, we're going reaching our divine source. So in a year, the highest point, the source of that for the whole year is Rosh Hashanah, when you're supposed to, so to speak, back home with Hashem, and the love is open and clear. That's the that's where we're supposed to reach Rosh Hashanah, the renewal of this covenant. Our love for Hashem beyond logical reasons That we feel tangibly (laughs) (laughs) B'chaim